You are listening to the HCL Digital Workplace Podcast, the place where industry experts, analysts, and veterans help us identify, understand, and prepare for the upcoming digital workplace technologies and trends. If you haven't subscribed to the channel already, do it now for regular updates. This episode starts in three, two, one. Hi everyone, and thanks for joining me. My name is Oliver Hussock, and I head up a consulting practice called WXC, or Workplace Experience Consulting, where we've gathered together some of the finest minds in HCL focused on user centricity. Today, we're going to discuss the importance of compassionate change management at a time of crisis. As a practice, we spend a lot of time talking about how people impact and are impacted by any kind of change. And right now, amid the COVID-19 lockdown, most workers are enduring the greatest change that they've ever experienced. That means we're focused less on driving adoption of digital collaboration tools like Teams and Slack, because people are being forced to adopt them overnight by virtue of there being no other option. And instead, focused much more on how we support people through that rapid and effective adoption, push out learning content quickly, and ensure employees feel both professionally and personally supported, and not just sent a laptop by a courier and expected to remain as productive as before. The issue facing everyone everywhere can't be solved with technology alone, and any attempt to do so will be hampered by the people forgotten, not catered to, and not yet enabled. Whilst they're equipped in the literal sense, do they have the capacity to use that equipment effectively? Over the coming podcast mini-series, there'll be bite-sized action points where we can support, and I'll be joined by Dr. Amelia Mosquera Pardo, our Change and Adoption Lead Consultant, a 25-year time-served expert in all things change and adoption, Emmeline Rusele Yasmin, our lead strategy and management consultant, highly experienced in all things digital transformation. And finally, Kirsty Marshall, our delivery lead consultant and all round expert in service delivery, data centers, and incident management. I wanted to start with you, Amelia, and ask you what sort of questions should leaders, managers, and enterprises think about first? How to affect and support this paradigm shift in where and how people are working? What would your recommendations be? Well, in the first instance, I think the focus should be on what people need to be productive, stay connected and feel supported and enabled while changing the way that they work during lockdown. People managers are the key here as they need to understand the context in which their teams are working while in lockdown and what impact that context has on their working life and well-being. In order to do this effectively, managers need to be provided with the tools that they need to be able to manage, support and enable their teams during the crisis, such as training and development, organisational support and processes so that they can take into account people's individual context while they're managing them. We have developed a rapid crisis spot check tool so that we can assess how well an organization is equipped to respond to the immediate needs of its people in a crisis and to prompt people managers on actions that they should be taking to address them. Wow, that's great. That certainly gives us an idea of the rapid reactions we can make to ensure our people feel supported right now, making allowances for their new circumstances at the same time as adopting new tools and techniques for remaining productive. How about in the longer term? What can organisations do to regain and then maintain that momentum? Well, long-term assessments tend to focus on the impact that a change in operating environments, such as the introduction of remote working, will have on different stakeholders and employee groups and 
what organizational processes, structures, systems of work are needed to be put in place or modified to roll out and sustain effective people-centered initiatives that support and enable employees to the change and ultimately deliver a superior workplace experience for them. Change impact assessments, organizational readiness assessments, stakeholder analysis all form the basis for the development of long-term targeted communication and engagement and change and adoption plans. Fab, but it's not just about assessments, right? What does one do first if we're already aware of our gaps or we have more pressing demands? No, you're right. It's definitely it's not just about the assessment. If you know that you have some gaps in your people-centered response to the current situation, we can start working with you to address them. But when you're in the middle of a crisis, you do not worry about changing strategy or putting solutions in place to long-term problems. What we do is we help you prioritize these gaps and address the ones that are having an immediate impact on your people's productivity and well-being and save strategic or long-term interventions for when things return to normal. For example, we can help you deploy tactical communications and curated content to support people in making the most of, say, Microsoft Teams capabilities. Things like instant chat and video calls and screen and file sharing and the apps so that they can connect, share and collaborate and be effective while working remotely during lockdown. Once the crisis has passed, then we can help you address the less immediate gaps, such as assessing the ability of your organizational policies, processes and systems of work to enable long term good workplace experience for your people. For example, people are likely to ask and quite rightly, if we were able to work effectively from home during the crisis, why can't we do it once things get back to normal? And what we can do is help set up a program, a change program, that will allow you to do exactly that seamlessly and effectively. Sounds helpful. What might that involve? Um, It could include a development program for your managers on how to manage, support and enable remote teams. Or we can develop your in-house capabilities, say, in people-centered remote communications and engagements. Very useful stuff, because to be fair, we could be in this for a little bit longer yet and might even be able to prove points in individual businesses about the efficacy of remote working, digital collaboration and virtual teams. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you, Amelia, for helping us understand how we can rapidly assess how well-placed we are to compassionately manage change in a time of crisis. Over the next few episodes, we'll talk about what you can do next once you've learned where you're at and how we can help. If you have any more questions, you can email us on wxc at hcl.com and be sure to look out for and listen to the upcoming gold mines of information we've prepared on communicating with and engaging your employees and how to act fast as well as effectively as an ad hoc incident manager. Thanks again for listening. This episode of the HCL Digital Workplace podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more insights on how to identify, understand, and prepare for a world of possibilities around the new and upcoming digital workplace technologies and trends. Don't forget to rate and review this episode so that we can keep bringing you the most relevant content. Thank you for listening.